When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs, where here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs, just like Buck the said, you in trouble, y'all, kept the floor playing, got an all band, y'all seen the block, stop with one hand, and pack with trust, it's power, have the guts, we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, Alex Toledo, follow him at Tropical Blanket and Brady Hawk. Follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Ethan has the night off. We're going to recap the Miami Heat's preseason finale against the Houston Rockets. They did lose 110-104, but we know that the exhibition games, the records don't matter. So we're going to go into who left an imprint on this final day to make an impression, to try to make the roster. We saw some interesting stuff. Houston is an interesting team. So the floor plan is we'll unpack the final Miami Heat preseason game before we look ahead to the regular season. And final cuts are made by Saturday. Um, Saturday the twenty the twenty first I think is all final roster cut so we're right there. Before we dive into all that, I want to tell you about a great sponsor here at the Five Reasons Sports Network, the official sponsor of our post game shows. That is a aggressive insurance. You know insurance by Lynette.com, an insurance broker agency servicing South Florida for over 15 years, offering auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients, representing the leading insurance carriers throughout South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. This is an agency that will work for you. Call 954-581-8800 for a free phone quote. You need to check them out insurance. They can even help you out with life insurance, business liability, retirement programs. So it's a one-stop shop, insurancebylynette.com, 954-581-8800. And we usually do in the post-game shows and the segments are coming. I promise um, that that we're going to kick off the regular season in, in regular season form. But here for the preseason, the segments aren't mapped out, but we are going to be doing an A-aggressive uh, segment as well as a uh rocky sports segment and i'm just going to start here y'all the rockets are going to be fun i'm going to watch them that's a league pass team that i have now acquired after tonight 
Amen Thompson is unbelievable. He's the fourth pick in the draft, came off the bench. And if there's anything related to the aggressive play or player of the night, shout out to insurancebylanette.com. It goes to Amen Thompson. He was great. I thought also um, uh, Alfaroon Segun, Jalen Green, Van Vliet, Alex, they got an interesting team. We watched it on playback. Before we dive into the heat, because that's what everyone else wants to hear, because they were impressive in certain ways, thoughts on Houston, thoughts on Amen Thompson to start? Yeah, like you said, they're real fun. They're going to be a league pass team for sure. Um, the story with them over the summer was, you know, they kind of adding a bunch of veterans with Jeff Green and Dylan Brooks and Van Vliet, um, and obviously uh, getting Udoka as their coach. And so they're trying to be competitive. They don't own their own pick this year. And on top of that, they have a ton of insane young talent. And, you know, with what they added this summer with Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore, along with Jalen Green, they've got three of the most athletic dudes in the league. So they're going to be an immediate, like that bench unit with Thompson and, and, and Whitmore. I mean, you saw it with that almost poster of the year in preseason, right? Yeah. Like they're, they've got some insane athleticism. And Amen is just also a high IQ play uh, player and playmaker. He's going to be a good defender. Um, the shot has already looked better in the preseason than, you know, kind of coming into the league and the, the Thompson twins in general are like basketball junkies. So that combined with their athleticism, I think both, you know, both of those guys are going to be great in the league and, and Whitmore being there as well, like them getting him at 20 was great value. So yeah, I think the Rockets are going to be like a fun 30 ish 35 win team at best. And uh, but it's going to be like one that's going to be fun to monitor over the coming years because they, they've got a lot of young talent there. Agree. And it, this is more I'm I'm relating this because I think that as we watched Miami's young players, a couple of which are fighting for their NBA lives or their um, their spots, their two way spots, their final roster spots. I would say, I guess roster spots i don't know that 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 the two i think all the two-way guys understand where they're at jamal kane didn't play he was a, a late scratch with an illness brady but from the rest of this team we saw the starters uh kick off this game essentially caleb made his debut we saw a little bit from each guy bam was aggressive early and then it really became more about all the rest of the guys just from the initial pop of the starters that we did see minus Jimmy Butler, obviously, but we did get to see what we expect to be the starting lineup with Caleb in there instead of Jimmy and then Caleb getting his minutes. What did you take from uh, the regulars before we dive in to some of the more hopeful players on the roster? Yeah, I think the main one is just how good and comfortable Bam looks in general, just in that that same range we always talk about in the short jumper. Uh, it just looks very fluid. It looks very smooth. I think we saw a lot of that that jump last season. And now it's just about like flattening out a lot of the stuff that we saw along the way. It's about like kind of pushing that along in a way, becoming, we've been talking about Tyler becoming more efficient, but what if Bam becomes more efficient with the short jumper? What if that stuff begins to come along? Cause he starts the game four, four, a lot of that type those type of shots that changes things obviously. And uh, the other thing that kind of popped to me and I don't really know because there's obviously this topic about the point guard, but once again, we still have not, seen Spo make a decision with both Josh and Kyle playing like <laughs> the five preseason games. We've learned nothing. And then obviously Kyle's been obviously playing more. So he's been starting more, but it's funny watching their offense in these games, even with Kyle, like everything, every single possession to start that first quarter was through Bam in the mid post. Every single play, like was the same exact thing where it's like, 
they're not running stuff through a point guard, even with Kyle out there. It's like they're prepping, knowing their roster, saying, we're just going to play like through this either way. Uh, part of that is because also they're just letting Bam get those reps over and over and over again. It's not their total offense. Another part of it is Jimmy not playing. It's obviously a big part of things. Like if you're not having that element of usage and pick and roll play and his mid post stuff and his off ball stuff, like you're going to have to kind of give the ball, spread the ball around a little bit. But I just thought that was interesting. The, the magnitude and the level of usage he's getting in the mid post in terms of playmaking and then turning into jumpers and doing all that stuff. That part was interesting. We didn't see a lot from Caleb. I mean, we, if there was like a player where we're saying like, we know what he is and we don't really need to see much, like it's probably Caleb Martin. Like that's a yeah. guy that you, you could plug into so many different roles. We talked about the four, we talked about playing for Jimmy. Like tonight he could play in the guard spot. First possession of the game, by the way, for Miami offensive possession, Tyler here and Kyle Lowry, Lowry are playing. Caleb Martin brings the ball down the floor. And I just wanted to say, I feel like it, we didn't give enough credit to the fact that he's going to be handling a lot this year too. Like we kind of mentioned Josh and these other guys. And it's like, I think back to the playoffs as well. Like, it's not like he's going to be running stuff as a point guard, but like he's a guy that can just get the ball into like their initial action and then just go and move out the way and kind of play off things as a screener, as a slip guy. So I think that's going to be an interesting aspect. Uh, and then obviously Tyler, I thought did certain things. That was good. Good deep pull-ups. He had a good pick and roll, uh, play early in the game where he kind of had like a little stutter and got to the rim and froze the drop defender. Like he still has these moments, but obviously we didn't see a lot from them. It's more so about the young guys. And I'm sure we're going to get to that now. Bam and Tyler in 31 minutes, 11 free throws. That's music to my ears. More of that in that limited amount of time. That tells me that they're aggressive. I like that. I know that Houston is probably not going to be one of the best defensive teams, but they are athletic and they were trying hard. I'll give them that. It may be a different era for Houston Rockets basketball that way. But you hit on it in that we kind of know what we're getting from all these guys. And um, to your point about Caleb, his ass was bringing up the ball almost every possession in some of those late games against Boston. So if he can do that against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, you're damn right he can do it on a Tuesday in, or even to be more specific, on a Wednesday in November or in October uh, next week to start against Detroit. Uh, the rest of the guys that we want to talk about, and I'm purposefully avoiding this player, but we're diving into him now because of how – I think he probably was the most impactful player that was out there. Um, you know where I'm going. It's the Rock Esports Gamer of the Night. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks half of what you pay for other big brands also i would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollar trial set for just three bucks again 
Don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You got to head over to Miami's first gaming lounge, Rocky Sports Center, to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party, gaming party, located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palma Bay. 5,500 square feet, state-of-the-art center, equipped with the high-end power of Industry Titans, Corsair, and Origin PC. Play all day. Passes are available for 25 bucks. Professional-level gaming at the most affordable prices in town. Use the code 5RSN for $5 off your first purchase, over 20 bucks. And we got a 2K tournament coming up uh, and a watch party, so you got to make sure to get in on that. Follow Alex Toledo. He will be plugging it as much as possible and the Rock Esports Gamer of the Night, I'm telegraphing this pass. Because, I mean, there are a couple other guys that did show some things, but RJ Hampton is the guy. If you ever uh, wanted to see a player who is fighting for his life in the NBA and going out there and making an impact tonight, it was RJ Hampton. He was efficient distributed the ball, was really aggressive to the point where he was just fouling um, even some loose ball stuff that was funny. But he really showed up, Alex. We were awed by him on playback. As a point guard that kind of, as it was reported, I think Anthony Chang wrote about it, basically said, like, I don't care what other offers are out there. I'm betting on going into Miami system and figuring that, that out there. I think he's going to earn a spot. I think what he did tonight probably cements that for him. RJ Hampton looked good. He's a player at a position of need. What did you like most that you saw from RJ tonight against the Houston Rockets? Just, um, I guess, to to put it in a broad term, the relentlessness, because he just kept coming and coming. And just the whole time, it was like, you know, because he, he, the, the thing is, he was really honest with us when he talked with us at Media Day, and I thought it was one of our better interviews because he, he he's a funny guy, too. Um, He was really honest about, like, <clears throat> excuse me, what he needs to do to carve out a role in the league after all the stuff that's happened with him. You know, what is he, 22 years old, has already played for three other teams before coming to the Heat um, as somebody who was t- highly touted coming out of high school and all that. Um. And he was talking about defense, defense, defense. And then that's all, all you heard about coming out of training camp from Spo was how much RJ Hampton impressed with his defense and the deflections and the steals. I saw it tonight with the, on the defensive end. I, I thought like he, he was really a, a, a hound on there. And then on the offensive end, it's, it was just 
so many like exactly what you wanted to see, right? Because he hit two of three from three, right? There was kind of some questions about his shot, even though you know we had talked about it. His his three point percentage the past couple of seasons on which are mostly assisted, um, it's thirty five, which is not bad. But um, you know he hit the shot tonight. He had what was it five assists to to one turnover. Uh, and I thought he looked really good just with the first step and getting to the rim and kind of being slithery. Like, I thought that's where he stood out on the offensive side of the floor is he kind of played off of that, just being able to get by guys, break down a defense, you know, get into the paint and then make the play from there. And um, I'm not saying he's ready for like a, you know, a backup point guard role in the regular season, but I definitely do think this is the game that cemented his two-way spot. I think he's going to stick around. And, you know, he told us that on the pod as well, that he was just kind of hanging around Miami the whole summer way before knowing that they were going to give him a spot. Like, I'm sure that, that there was some sort of like he knew something that they were going to that there, there was some interest. But, you know, he was here just hooping and, you know, um, signed pretty late and is now playing again for his NBA career as a two way guy. And you're seeing that out there from him. RJ Hampton, um, he outplayed Drew Smith, and I know Heat fans are loudly upset by Drew Smith. Brady, what do we should we make a ton of this one game? How do you absorb the fact that like Drew Smith was out there as well, and obviously didn't shoot as well, still distributed the ball, but I mean, I think fans have kind of they've pivoted to RJ Hampton if they didn't already they definitely did so tonight how do you think that do you think that there's room for both of those guys i have a feeling that there might be i want to also you know get into some of the other players that we saw tonight so whoever else jumped off the page for you i'm interested to hear but just this whole we've kind of i think some particularly those who know how the coaching staff works and have been around the team kind of expect Drew Smith to make the team in some capacity as a two-way player because they've stuck with him so much. He's been mentioned as a guy that they've stuck with. Spo sounds like he wants to trust him, but then you see RJ Hampton's potential tonight. Do you think that that is a competition or do you think that there's room for both of those guys as we close on cuts, uh, cut day tomorrow? I do think there's room for both. And not only just because they have a third two-way now, but they have one true point guard on the roster where it's like, it's kind of the reason for the two ways in the first place that you can kind of have a revolving door of a certain position. So it makes sense to do it. I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear that. Uh, they probably also don't want to hear the fact that I, I I did think at certain points this game, I thought Drew Smith defended really well. Like I thought he, he positionally like moves his feet really well and he could just kind of get underneath guys. Uh, but offensively, there's just such a talent gap when you're talking about and looking at what RJ Hampton was able to do. That's kind of been the big thing. It's like, also you're able to have both of them because they're, absolutely like complete opposites like not just be, like they both can defend but offensively it's like there was the one guy that's like higher floor does not do anything flashy but can kind of just get the job done and then there's the guy that has a whole lot of talent higher ceiling but i think the reason why i think this game was important and number one it's really messed up that he wasn't able to play this whole preseason because i feel like we'd be talking about it totally differently if he was able to kind of play game over game it's messed up that he only got this kind of one game show out but the way he was playing in this game in terms of his control, because one of his knocks has been like in comparison to Drew Smith is like RJ's kind of all over the place. Like he could be turnover prone. Maybe, maybe he's not a true point guard. He can't be that, that type of under control guy. I thought he looked pretty under control tonight. Like yep. 
that some of the passes he was making were pretty precise. His pick and roll play was like really calm. He was not rushed whatsoever. Uh, and then obviously the shot looked good as Alex was pointing out. Uh, he has obviously the, the natural tools and athleticism and all that type of stuff. So I think the, we knew that he had this scoring ability in him just because he was such a highly talented player coming out of high school and stuff. But being under control like that and having those like point guard skills, I remember you brought up media day, Alex, about kind of that interview. And I remember I was asking about like his ball handling and point guard stuff specifically and how he reads it, because it felt like he was always such a tweener. Like he was not a one, but he also was not a two. Like he's not a two guard. He's not a guy that's just playing off the catch constantly either. So he's Mm -hmm. in this weird tweener position that it feels like he's leaning way more to a one than a two to me. And this team needs way more than they need a one more than they need a two as well. So I thought that made uh, big strides for him. I do think they can have room for both. Uh, I will say in the other part of his game, he, I mentioned Drew Smith, but I thought RJ Hanta looked really good defensively as well. The way he can get around screens and stuff, he could probably hold his own. It sounds weird, but he could probably hold his own against like switches at times just because of the length he has. Like he feels like he has that that type of ability to kind of le- at least get a certain contest up. Uh, and then you asked about some other guys. Justin Champagne is an interesting one because I feel like he's had moments throughout this whole preseason where he's been pretty steady as well. Like you're asking for a certain something of, of somebody that could go out there and just do what he does. That's what Champagne does. Like he can get to the rim whenever he feels like it, it seems. Like he can burst by guys. He has good finishing the question will be, I think he's a guy that will probably stick around in Sioux Falls. Maybe he can bump up eventually. I don't know if he's really competing for that two-way with the fact that we're talking about all these other guys and obviously Cole Swider, who we didn't even mention yet, uh, who got some late run as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. But 100%, I think that they definitely have room for more than one point guard with the stuff that we saw tonight. Yeah, no, and that, that that's, that's a good thing. I think Heat fans want to hear that. I think that you're right that um... – Champagne, he will he'll stick around the program, but you're it, it, there's limited spots. Swider, who who we didn't really talk about much tonight, I think was clearly ahead of him in this rotation. Another guy, Thomas Bryant, appears to have separated himself uh, from Orlando Robinson in a pretty big way, at least to start. We'll see how long that remains. Orlando Robinson still. He's not guaranteed unless he's on, or I guess uh, another big portion of his contract is guaranteed if he's on the roster by opening night. So I think he still ultimately will get there. We didn't talk about Nico Jovic yet, though, Alex. He had 10 points, uh, you know, had some up and down moments with fouls and turnovers, but he's a young player that we're continuing to watch. I think he fans are coming to grips with Hakez maybe a little bit more ready. And granted, we're using very small sample sizes here to create this theater, but uh, let's close the episode, Jovic, and then your parting thoughts on everyone else that came off the bench tonight. So, um, similar to last game, I feel like I'd like what I'm seeing from Jovic, but um, I want to see more, and that's kind of where it always ends up with him. It's like I- I'm seeing the flashes, I'm seeing the the utility, how he can be used potentially with the Heat, but I just wish we were able to see more. Like I. I- the thing is, the, the the most encouraging part about all this is the stuff that we saw with in summer league and you know over the summer in the World Cup, uh, with his body and the way at, the way that he is able to get to the rim easier now. I think that stuff is really translatable and just makes me feel better about him in general, because um, he looks very comfortable with the ball in his hands and 
he 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 moves very well with it. It's very natural at just kind of like attacking a closeout and making the next play, you know, maybe dumping it down to the big. Like he's very natural with all that and looks, you know, like the, the shot has room for improvement, but I believe that it'll get there eventually. But that's kind of the thing right now. Like you said, I think Hake is like when you see him, it's like, okay, no, this guy is ready right now. Put him on the floor right now. <laughs> but Jovic is like, I want to see him on the floor, but it's not necessarily as much of a need as when I feel as when I um, see Hawkins and that may be dumb because it's been so little of a sample, but you know, it's kind of what happens when you get a guy who's, you know, a 22 year old senior who was running yeah. offense for a big program. Um, and, and no, I'm not the college basketball guy, but just from what I've seen so far, Hawkins has stood out more to me. And I, I want to see Jovic get more playing time this season because I just want to see him incorporated with some of their better players. Cause that's what I think kind of like Hawkins, I feel is more ready to be an attacker off the bench where I feel like Jovic can kind of be somebody who can be a connector for some of their better players immediately. Cause I don't, I don't think his uh, mindset is to get the ball and, 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 you know, be the guy who's running the floor. I think he's always about making the next play. And I think that fits in well with some of their better players. Like, that's why I think he kind of looked, um, you know, he looked good when he played with Jimmy and Bam that one time in the preseason last year and, you know, the times he's gotten to show it is like those skills are translatable for him. So I just like to see it with some of their rotation guys. And as far as the other guys, like I agree with Brady. I, I do think there is room for both RJ and Drew. Um, and I haven't been necessarily high on Drew either. But I, I also agree that like the baseline has been there for him on defense is a pretty good one. Like he he's I think that's really where he's um made his name a little bit for the heat is like he's just always there on the defensive end doesn't really make mistakes there and i think that was kind of the reputation for him on offense but i don't really really think that to be the case like i don't think he's a no mistakes type of guy like he, he definitely makes some mistakes doesn't take always take the greatest shots but i do think he's pretty steady in general and um i do think he's going to be the one who, who who sticks around there along with hampton and swider and with king getting the guaranteed spot i also you know did like what i saw from Champagne, just like it really seems like he's a strong finisher in the paint. Um, I liked his defense, and you know it would be cool if they kept him around too. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough because they technically have a spot. So there's a part of this that's a little when we're haggling over who to keep, Brady. It's kind of like why can't we keep all of them? But it looks like they're going to only probably keep 14 standard contracts, and then the three two ways. Uh, I didn't let you get in on Jovic earlier. Definitely want to get your thoughts there because he was probably the, you know, highest touted prospect coming off the bench that the Heat are still Heat fans are keeping tabs on. What did you see from him uh, before we close out here? Yeah, I thought it was funny because I remember after the first quarter, I was like, I, you didn't even really notice him out there. And he was like in a lineup where it was like, I felt like he should have had the ball. And I was like, it was a little weird. He comes out in the second quarter and he was attacking a lot more and he was kind of getting uh, off catch and goes kind of driving downhill and all this stuff. And it was interesting because when Alex was just talking about maybe him being a connector next to the main guys, my only counter to that when I was to watch this game was the fact that I really believe like Jovic needs to have the ball in his hands to be effective. Like, I think when you're watching him out there, it's hard for me to see a role for him when, like, he was in that lineup and he's just playing spot up and he's just standing around and occasionally just kind of swinging the ball or he'll maybe shoot it, maybe drive a kick. Like, it just feels like when we're talking about always his unique skill set, it feels like you're boxing him in. Whereas when he has the ball in his hands and maybe you allow him to kind of play make a little more and do stuff, 
on the move because I don't think there's that that's the hardest thing to do when guarding him is when he starts going downhill. That's why he's so good in transition. Once he gets rolling downhill, he's tough to stop. And I think you saw that in the second quarter a little bit, but that's why I question, I guess his role in general with the regular rotation is you can't really like put the ball in his hands like a ton yeah. when you have Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Bam Adebayo on the floor. Now all of a sudden he's playing more of a spot up role. Now you're relying him to hit a ton of threes and kind of space the floor in that way. And I don't really know if you're asking him to do that at this current moment. Like yeah, I think the other stuff, he's he's not. And I don't think he's comfortable in it yet, to be honest. Like I see when he gets the ball off the rim and he goes coast to coast, he looks comfortable and confident. Yeah. When he gets not, the ball. Now when it's five out. <laughs> When it's five out, that's when it gets the word. When he gets the ball and he <laughs> catches and goes to the basket, he looks confident. He looks like comfortable in his own ability. When he catches and he shoots it, like it's like he almost like doubts himself in a way. Like he's kind of like reluctant to pull it because it feels like as well. You see like certain guys like Tyler specifically, and you see this in warmups. Like when a guy like has the same shot every time, like even if he misses, the shot looks the same. It's it's probably misses the same way every time. Like everything is so exact. Jovic's shots are kind of all over the place where it feels like there's still like a little bit of discomfort there. So I feel like in, in just in terms, I'm curious to see what his role is going to be. And I remember we talked about this last year, like what is Spo going to do in terms of simplifying his role? Like, and we've seen him do this all the time. They'll probably end up figuring it out. But I do, I am still curious to see how they do that because I do, we Alex said the word, you see flashes and that's what you see all the time. But it's always when he has like, starts getting in this mode where he has the ball in his hands for a few plays and he has higher usage and all this stuff. So that's going to be a, a thing to monitor. And in comparison to Hawk is, yeah, he needed the ball in his hands, but like I could still see a role where he doesn't. And it's not even because of the shooting, like, cause he doesn't, it's kind of similar. Like the shooting isn't that amazing, but I see other things with the slashing and sliding baseline and doing all this other stuff where it's, it just feels a little, just totally different players in different roles. But I am curious to see what Spo does with that because what the injuries we're seeing and everything, Jovic is going yeah. to have to play eventually. Yep. Like, and he's going mm-hmm. to have to find a role off the bench. And you, you beat so, me to it. Um, the move is to slow roll them both off the bench and just develop them that way throughout the regular season. I think. And that's why you need Kyle to. next to him. You need exactly. Kyle next to them both. You see the vision. You see the. Vision. This is unbelievable. We've arrived at this place. So I'll close by saying this: one, uh, they're going to need Jovic to show more than he's shown so far, I'd say, because Haywood Highsmith, you know, at minimum, he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. He's not going to play in two weeks. Reevaluated is what was said. Josh, I think, will be back. But that throws a wrinkle in what, because I think Spolstra was kind of counting on being able to count on Haywood Highsmith. And now that lever is not there so it'll be interesting to your point how monitor the way that they use Jovic I know that he's not used like Haywood Highsmith is but they're gonna have to eat into some minutes so I think that that's something to watch uh we'll see who gets the final spots here that'll be an interesting thing we'll keep you plugged in on off the floor as well as on shows the rest of the weekend shout out to Rock Esports and A Aggressive Insurance Make sure to sign up for that 2K tournament, by the way. You can do it on the Rock Esports website. Um, and the watch party is coming up on the 27th versus the Celtics. So come out to the Rock Esports Center. Come and have a good time with us. The watch party is free. Watch Heat Celtics with us. And if you're interested in losing to me and or Brady Hawk in 2K, come register for the tournament, man. It's going to be a good time. Definitely check that out. We will have you covered for the regular season opener against Detroit. Have a good night.
Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.